Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to the final segment of Live Mike. Today's episode, episode number 234. Pretty good. We're cranking right through them. As we wrap up the program today, I want to talk to you for uh, a bit about the safety of the rollout of this COVID vaccine. Now, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the safety of the of the vaccine itself, uh, but in terms of the information uh, being spread and possible fraud associated with the distribution of a COVID-19 vaccine. There are a number of organizations, both private and public, which are taking this very, very seriously. In fact, it was just the other day I got uh, uh, an alert from ICE. The U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement uh, Agency is preparing for a surge. Uh, These are their words, preparing for a surge in anticipated fraud by criminal networks related to COVID-19 vaccines and treatments. And in response to that, uh, ICE has launched what they are calling Operation Stolen Promise 2.0, calling it the next phase of a strategic effort to identify and and prevent the production, sale, and distribution of unapproved or unauthorized COVID-19 products and drugs. So they, uh, here we go, it's called Operation Stolen Promise 2.0, ICE, taking it very seriously. Uh, And so, too, are uh, other organizations in the private sector. Facebook, uh, in particular, has said it will start removing uh, false claims about COVID-19 vaccines. To help us understand more about what Facebook is up to, I welcome to the program ABC News correspondent Mark Remillard. Mark, sir, how you doing? Hey, very good. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks for the the information you bring to the program. Uh, Tell me about what Facebook is up to. Yeah, so Facebook uh, has already uh, had some content moderation policies regarding COVID-19 ever since back in, I believe it was uh, March or so, it started uh, taking efforts to combat what it said was misinformation about COVID-19, about, you know, if uh, it was going to remove posts that say COVID-19 is caused by 5G and conspiracy theories like that. Uh, and so now the company is saying that they're expanding that uh, to essentially uh, for as these vaccines begin to roll out, they're saying that they're going to begin moving misinformation about COVID-19 vaccines and what they say specifically, uh, you know, misinformated uh, fake claims or false claims about vaccine safety, efficacy, the ingredients in them, the side effects, things like that. It says it's going to work to moderate those things. And interestingly enough, it's kind of a right in the middle of the Venn diagram because they've already been con- moderating COVID content. And then year, a couple of years back, they took a, a steps against anti-vaccine conspiracy theory. So it's kind of right in the middle of their policies that, that, that have already been existing. Fascinating. What will they use as the, the standard? Do you, do you know, is there any sense of them partnering up with, say, the FDA or, or these biotech companies to, to establish, you know, what runs afoul of, uh, you know, accuracy? 
Right. That's a great question. Uh, Facebook, not too specific about that, other than uh, providing a couple examples, like saying that COVID-19 has microchips in it or things like that, uh, things that they say um, are, are demonstrably false. But what they do say is that they're, they're essentially looking for, and I think it's going to be similar to their other policies regarding COVID-19 or um, you know, any other conspiracy theory that they've taken action against, where they have said that they will direct users to more credible sources. And particularly with the COVID-19 vaccines, they're talking about uh, public health experts. And so it seems like they're going to take their cues from what public health experts say about these vaccines. So presumably that would be, you know, the Fauci's of the world, the FDA, the CDC, these kinds of things. And what they say about how effective these vaccines are, what those side effects might be from those vaccines. But they do admit that it is early and that these vaccines are not on the marketplace yet. They're not out in the world. And so it's very possible that their uh, their uh, moderation of what claims need to be moderated will change as more data becomes available. That's that's important uh, because this is new and the, the timeline it has enjoyed thus far is unlike anything uh, developed like this in the past. So, you know, being flexible and being dynamic and being able to respond to what is new, I think is very important. Let me ask you this in terms of the user experience. I'm a Facebook user. I hop online. I'm scrolling through my news feed. Will I simply not encounter this information or will the, the false information or the, the information deemed false by Facebook? Will I simply not encounter it or will it be flagged by uh, some of those, uh, you know, kind of alert things that you see on Twitter and Facebook? Yeah, so the release from Facebook says removing those claims. So I think I think their their attempt here is going to be to make it so that you don't even come across that on your uh you know Facebook feed. However, you know, this is a company with billions of users, right. so you know, that's a lot of content to police and so it's possible that you know their moderation filters and things like that may not catch everything. Um but it does sound like it's not an effort to flag things as it is to remove them. However, I would find it interesting, though, if Facebook decided to remove somebody's post who said that Pfizer's vaccine is only 80 percent effective when it's really 95 percent effective. I imagine at that point, you know, they have to, um, you know, understand that there's, you know what I mean, between there's possibly a ground between removing that information entirely uh, and 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 flagging it instead. So it's possible we see maybe a mix of both, that if there's something that is just kind of factually wrong about a post, that they may flag it and direct the user, as they have done with other things, with voting conspiracies and things like that. They would direct users to what Facebook says was more uh, credible content. So that's possible versus, I think, Facebook's harshest stance, which is removing things, is typically reserved for um, you know, more malicious misinformation, efforts to genuinely widespread false information about something. And that seems usually where Facebook's priority is. In, in the language of Facebook, uh, the removal of information that could lead to, quote, imminent physical harm, 80 uh, percent over 95 percent, probably not going to lead to imminent physical harm. Uh, Mark Remillard, ABC News correspondent. Sir, thank you so much for your time and your insight here. Absolutely. Thank you. All righty. Uh, good stuff there from Mark Remillard. Always a pleasure to hear from him and the insight and the expertise he brings into the stories he investigates. Uh, so there's Facebook. It's, it's a serious thing. The, the vaccine is just days away from being uh, you know, out in public. 
The first recipients of that, as we have learned over the course of the last few weeks, will be those healthcare workers in high-risk situations, the ones at the bedsides of COVID-19 patients. Also, another group which I uh, earlier today was only uh, made aware of, I, you know, my apologies to those who engage in this type of work, but think about, say, after someone has suffered from COVID-19 and they then, uh, you know, are either, you know, they either recuperate uh, or tragically pass away or are, for whatever reason, uh, you know, removed from their room, you know, someone's got to go in and clean up after them. Someone's got to collect the bed sheets and the utensils and everything that was used in their care. Those individuals come in contact with uh, with the coronavirus, and they will be, as we have heard from uh, multiple hospital systems here in the state of Utah, in that first pool of people to receive the vaccine. So listen, if you are one of those individuals, first off, let me apologize to you for not considering you. And second, let me thank you for uh, the work that you do. It's probably thankless most of the time because folks like me, we, we don't think about uh, the process in its entirety. And you are an important part of the process. And I am glad that you will be safeguarded uh, while doing the important work that you do. Because it is important. I mean, think about it. They are quite literally clearing the way, doing so as rapidly as possible, clearing the way uh, to make room for someone who is suffering from a disease and a disorder, a virus, uh, that's threatening their life. It's good and important work. It's not only the doctors and nurses or the technicians, but also those uh, who aid in the cleanup. I'm grateful uh, to learn that they'll be on the receiving end of the vaccine. All right. Uh, listen, that's going to do it for me uh, for today. I am so grateful to you for having tuned in to today's episode of Live Mike. I invite you to do so again tomorrow at 1230. And before I go, let me put in one last shameless plug. Uh, would you like my Facebook page? Please, it's Lee Lonsberry on Facebook. In the upper right corner, you'll see the Live Mic logo. Go on there, click like on there. You're going to find all kinds of information about each day's program. Now, it's time for Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News here on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.